Happy birthday, LZ Granderson. Yeah. 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 Thank you, fine sirs. Thank you, thank you, one and all. I don't feel yeah. a day past yesterday. <laughs> well, that's good. Well, you look so much younger. We talked about this yesterday. You shaved the goatee. Look how young you look all of a sudden, man. You know, it's funny. I am aware that I'm aging, but I don't feel old. It's Same. Like, it's the way that Mother Nature likes to play mind games with us. I know. Don't oh. you just feel like like you you feel like I'm still just 18? Like when I when I in no, my no, mind. I, I, no, I'm not that crazy. Oh, not that. <laughs> not that no, how old are you? How old are you then? For real? And I don't mean like your real age. I mean, how old do you think you are? Uh, let's see. I'm cognizant that I don't jump as high. I know I'm not as fast. So I'm thinking probably like 36, 37 at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's not too bad. I know that's pretty good. I'm feeling also like I could be mid-30s. Like, uh, I, like I said, I still feel like looking out of my eyes, I'm 18. But then I look in the mirror and I'm like, yo, these wrinkles right here around my eyes are telling me I'm not 18 anymore. L LZ, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. I, what would you... It, it, like, if you go back in time today, since it's your birthday, right? And you could go back 10 years. Did you just say it's your birthday? It's your birthday. It's your birthday. Okay, it's, your you birthday. it's your birthday. Um, you go back 10 years. I'm not saying to go back as a child because we could all say stuff when we were younger, right? But mm -hmm. 10 years, you were still, you were a successful adult in, uh, 10 years ago. What would you tell yourself Ooh. 10 years ago if you, like, that you knew today? Like, if you could go back 10 years and tell yourself, hey, this, what would be the advice you'd give yourself from 10 years ago on your birthday? Leave that dude alone. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you think about what that could possibly mean. But that is certainly what I would have told myself 10 years ago. Okay. It ain't worth enough. it, dog. It ain't worth it. Right. Yeah. It can mean a lot of different things, to it be honest with you. There you go. You know, you it, it could mean something confrontational. It could mean something non-confrontational. It could mean, uh, you know, uh, you could go a lot of diff different directions with that one. So you, uh, you share a birthday, though, with a lot of famous people, as we've discussed before. Um, Bad Bunny. All right. Shout out right, to Bad right, Bunny. Right. That's a good one. That's a good one. Carrie Underwood. That's a very good one. That's a very yeah. good one. Olivia Wilde. Okay. Okay. I'm starting to lose steam. Okay. I okay. don't know her. Don't know Olivia. You don't know who Olivia Wilde is? Nope. Oh, she's she's uh, she's worthy. Go okay. on, George. Yeah, she she's a she's yeah she's worthy. Worthy is a good way to describe. Uh, Chuck Norris. Is. Eighty-one year old Chuck Norris. All right, now I've fallen off a cliff, but go I mean ahead. Chuck Norris. I, you should you got to respect Chuck Norris, LZ. Now I have all a right. parachute. Okay, keep going. Um, Robin Thicke. Okay, all right. We're all getting right. better for you. Robin yeah. Thicke is that is that the one that sang the uh, blurred. Blurred, blurred lines and had yeah. to pay a lot of money to uh, the estate, yes. Because, because he's, you, and hence that's the reason why you hear me going, because ah, he stole Marvin Gaye's song and trying to pretend like he didn't notice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, Timbaland? Okay, all right, all right. We're back up again, Timbo. Okay, okay. all right, okay. Zach Levine is 26 today on your birthday? Oh, all right. Okay. He's a baller. You're he's a, a baller. baller. He's a yeah. baller. I actually think I picked him for my mock team, actually. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah there you go. Uh, Larry Hernandez, who is a very, very, very popular uh, Mexican uh, performer, musical performer. Oh, oh I'm, I'm glad you clarified. Thank you. There you thank go. you. Thank yeah. you. Larry okay. Hernandez, you know. Uh, and then Jasmine Guy. Jasmine Guy. Now we're back on top, baby. Because yeah. now we're talking different world. We're talking school days. Yeah, now I'm now I'm back. I'm back in yeah. the game. There okay, so there you go. Jasmine. Oh, and there's Osama Bin Laden. See, you know what? OBL. Total, total, total way to kill it, George. Yeah, downer. Yeah, bit killer is what that's called. 
Yeah. I actually, mean, look, I think, actually, I think that's honest, a big right? kicker. I, mean, I think that was actually a kicker. He saved it last. Yeah. It's not. I mean, I mean, he's not around anymore, so there's that. That's you know? that, that true. There Shout out go. to all the Pisces listening right now. There you go, Pisces. You go. What, what is Pisces all about? Is that Larry Hernandez right there? Vicente Fernandez. Oh, that's Vicente Fernandez. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Very nice. All right. I can't sing, bro, but this is my gift to you. Oh, there you go. Oh, Look at that. You. Thank you very much. <laughs> so you're listening to KSPN Los Angeles. There's a lot of fun national days today that we'll get to as well. But let's start here. Um, you know, the NBA season restarts today, and there are two games today, and the Lakers aren't back in action until Friday, so we have full shows till Friday. Friday we have a short show. And the MVP and the uh, awards stuff has all been kind of reassessed, right? Vegas mm-hmm. is putting out new lines because we are at the kind of sort of midway point in the season. And Joel Embiid, Elsie Granderson, is mm-hmm. now – the betting favorite for most valuable player in the NBA. How do you feel about Joel Embiid taking the top spot away from LeBron James at this point? To be quite honest with you, I'm not surprised at all. Not not surprised at all. You saw Joel coming. And I, I know the exact moment where the handoff happened. And you know it too. Mm-hmm. When Joel hit that three. Yeah. On the same day or the day after, LeBron missed those free throws. Right. That was the handoff. So now, you know, it's if he's interested, now it's about catching up. And if he's not interested, it's about pacing yourself, making sure that the team is as healthy as possible going into the postseason. But that was a – I think that was in the same night, but if nothing else, it was within 24 hours. LeBron misses those free throws. We go on to lose the game in overtime, whereas Joel Embiid hits a clutch three, forces overtime, and leads his team to victory. Right, against Utah, yes. So I'm not surprised. But, you know, i got to say, I've been saying this the whole time too, is that, like, for me – I don't care about MVP because let me just say it this way. If LeBron won the MVP and the Lakers didn't win the title, nobody's having a parade when a parade can be had. Nobody's having a parade for an MVP. They're having a parade for a championship. And so I understand the conversation and I get the fact that today Vegas releases new odds. And I also understand that Embiid taking over this top spot certainly will have Laker fans talking and maybe Sixer fans talking. But I don't know about the rest of everybody else. I want to see my team win a championship, not necessarily my player win an individual honor. That's the way I feel about it. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone disagrees with that. Um, but I do think that he wants to win it, as we've discussed before. Um, but I think to LZ's point, he's going to have to play a little catch-up now, right, which is, which is interesting. I do think he, he has already looked, looked forward to the time off. He didn't play very much at the All-Star game. He only played 13 minutes, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Right. And that is clearly by design. And he's taking a few days off. The Lakers have extra rest here in a portion of the season where they have eight back-to-backs in the latter half of the season. And I think that, you know, I think LeBron is going to be reinvigorated. I think that LeBron will have a better understanding of Anthony Davis's status by the time they come back. Whether they divulge that to us or not is a different story. But I think LeBron will know or have a good idea. And I think that LeBron will be able to pace himself properly to put the Lakers in that position, Cap, that you were talking about. But, LZ, I also think that he will make a calculated decision because I think he does want this MVP. Well, forget about I think. I mean, he's kind of talked about it. So yeah, he I, I don't want to have to it. say I think. 
Yeah, he definitely wants it. I mean, Cap is speaking as a, you know, presumably fan of the Lakers, and LeBron is multitasking. Correct. He, he <laughs> is making sure the Lakers get a championship while also solidifying his place in history. Yeah, I guess what I'm really just ultimately saying is is that winning a championship is a whole lot more sure. vital no than doubt. winning an individual honor. And, you know, actually, you know, LZ brought it up earlier, which is, you know, where will he be when the Lakers return? Will he pace himself because winning a championship is what is most important? Or will he, like you say, know that he's got to catch up in the MVP voting uh, or at least, you know, the discussion and therefore he's got to go balls to the wall. Um, what I'm hoping is, is that he'll take this time away, rest his body and his mind and know to your point about whether or not you're going to get AD back. And if so, when, and then make a decision like, Hey, MVP, not as important this year, going to have to carry this team and position it so we can get AD back and then make a run MVP. I would have liked it at the beginning of the year, but I got to be flexible in, in changing my goals along the way, given the circumstances. Hall of Famer Jackie McMullen was on with Mason and Ramona today because Ireland is still out. Uh, and here's what the Hall of Famer said about the MVP debate. Well, I think I'd lean towards Embiid only because he, he's shooting 50% from, you know, of 70% or something crazy like that. I forget. I don't have it in front of me. He's shooting 40% from threes. He's dominating games. And the on-off numbers for him and the Sixers are just mind-boggling. However, I would also don't think people should look past Nikola Jokic and what he's done for his team and the numbers he's put up. And it's hard to look past Dame and Steph. I, I never think it's a two-man race. There's just all these incredibly talented teams. And I think LeBron got the reason Vegas changed its odds is, is obvious, right? They've, they've faltered a bit now that Anthony Davis is on the sideline. Yeah. You could vote for LeBron for MVP every year and never, ever, ever be wrong now the big mm -hmm. question i have is how will the lakers handle lebron on the second half of the season are they going to make him sit we know he doesn't like to are they going to limit its minutes are they going to tell him look forget about the mvp let's just get you geared up and healthy to win another championship are they going to manage him in a different way and that will affect momo you know this that will affect how yeah. voters vote it will yep. win loss records affect how voters vote how if a team's surging or slumping towards the end of the year affects how people vote. So whatever our vote is today is irrelevant three weeks from now. Well, all that is accurate, especially the latter part of it. Uh, but, LZ, I'll ask you the question she asked Ramona, uh, and she asked herself out loud. How do you manage LeBron now? Well, I think it first begins with what is the status of Anthony Davis? Mm -hmm. um, because Let's say he's out. If he's out. All he's right? out for at least through the month of March. Is he out or is he is an extended period of injury? I mean, he's still out. He's not available but to I, play until. But the I end mean, of March. if are we getting him this season? Yes. Okay, so if we're getting him this season, then you continue to pace him. You continue to pace him, thinking if you're getting Anthony Davis back, you're going to be the Lakers again, and then whatever happened in regular season won't matter because you're going to go and handle your business. But if Anthony Davis is out for the season or decides to sit and fully you know, rest the entire year, then LeBron is cranked up, the mm -hmm. roster is slightly remodeled, and you try and make a run with the old LeBron championship model, which is have him draw defenders and kick it out to shooters. Okay. Yeah, you I, I mean, about, but, you, but you talk about managing. Let's just go back to this for a moment, okay? Okay. Managing LeBron. 
Right. I'll throw it out like this. Who is managing LeBron? Because in my opinion, there's only one guy managing LeBron, and that's LeBron. It's, it's, you could maybe sit down and talk to him if you're Frank Vogel and go, hey, look, man, here's the situation. Come on, you know, let's think about this. Let's be smart. You know? And then you got to deal with LeBron who's like, no, I'm playing. I'm trying to win. I'm LeBron James. I'll carry this team. I have a limited amount of time at this stage. I got to try and win every time I'm out there. And I don't just mean every individual game. I mean every year. I got to try and win another title. So when we talk about managing LeBron James, I would pose it to everybody. Who can manage LeBron other than LeBron? Well, I mean, I don't think there's anyone that can manage LeBron outside of LeBron, but I do think that you can make suggestions, right? Um, I think that you, you have to – look, man, I would say this. Regardless of sport, okay, and LeBron has clearly defied the odds on this more so than anyone I've ever seen in the history of sports, but the hardest thing or person to coach in sports – is the aging superstar, okay? Like, because the guy they see in the mirror isn't always every day the guy that we see on TV or in person. And now, again, LeBron defies those odds, so it's not an exact comparison to most people in those situations. But I, I just think that whether you're Frank Vogel and Rob Palinka and just the Mike Mancius, right? Because we had Vogel on not that long ago, and he talked about, and I know this for a fact, that Mike Mancius plays a huge role in what LeBron does because he works with him as he's been his trainer or part of his training staff for, you know, over a decade now at this point. Um, I think that all those guys take that into consideration. But I probably think if I had to guess, and this is not someone that people know all that well, that name, is that Mike Mancius is probably the one guy most important to that particular discussion, who is LeBron's personal trainer who's on the Lakers staff? Well, if LeBron will, um, as a CEO, okay, now LeBron's the CEO, mm -hmm. and if LeBron says to his executive vice president of fitness and health and wellness, mm -hmm. and he says to his executive vice president of ops, and his blah, 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 and, and he's willing to take in opinions and and percolate them and, and then, you know, ultimately make the best decision because he's listened to the people that he entrusts with their opinions, then maybe he can be managed um, because he's got a team around him that's helping him see, quote-unquote, the light. But, again, I, I just think that LeBron is the kind of player that is, is a guy who's going to want to carry his team. And it's going to be awfully hard to get him to watch the number of minutes that he's going to play. All right, coming up. Go ahead, Elsie. Finish up real quick. Well, I'll, I'll just simply say, if Anthony Davis is out, you want LeBron going full LeBron. Yeah. You, you just want him to rev himself up to get ready to carry the team. But if Anthony Davis is coming back, you want to pace LeBron. And LeBron is going to want to pace himself. So I don't think you really have to worry about the management part on either side. Okay, fair enough. All right, coming up next, that's not all that Vegas said about the Los Angeles Lakers. The championship discussion has been put out there, and the particular matchups have been put out there, and we may have to go we believe Lakers all over again like last year. We believe 2.0 may be coming back. We'll explain that coming up in four minutes. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. 
Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. So there's some breaking news here. We'll get to it in a second. Sit down to LZ and Cap with you here on LZ's birthday. So, real quick, I was listening to Karen Kay do the traffic. And she's right, man. God bless it when it rains here. People just, and it's not just here, it's everywhere. But specifically here because it doesn't rain very often. What, Cap, what is it that people just forget how to drive in the rain? Like, and, um, and I guess maybe here it's just scarcity of rain. So I, I think I, I, I personally think that it's really more like people just drive like it's dry when it's raining. Oh, and, okay. And they don't even realize, like, okay, like I'm hydroplaning right now, or you know what? These tires are twenty five thousand miles in, and they're not brand new anymore. You know? Hey, listen, I just want to say to everybody who's listening right now, if you're driving around, okay, chill out. You got no. It'll ruin your day if you get into a wreck. We're on the air till 7 o'clock tonight, so we can all hang out together for the next two-plus hours, and however long it takes you to get to wherever it is you're going, we're all going to chill together. So get to where you're going safely, pump the brakes a little bit, slow down, and that's what I wanted to say. It's a public service announcement for everybody. Uh, yeah, LZ, what is it about the rain? You know, as bad as I'm sure a lot of people think it is here, Atlanta's worse. Oh, dude. Atlanta is worse. I've lived in Atlanta for years, just like in L.A. I've been through rain in L.A. Rain in Atlanta is the worst. (laughs) And I can't even begin to tell you. Imagine the 405 on Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving. Right by Carmageddon? Right right there, yes. Mm -hmm. Imagine that every time it rains. (laughs) And then make it worse. Right. That is Atlanta. So I guess my temperament, I guess in all, my temperament in terms of the traffic here in the rain is almost like, ah, because I live in Atlanta and I know people are worse, way worse than this. So be grateful, George, my friend. Be grateful. <laughs> I, I mean, listen. I, I, you know, I grew up in an area where it, fl- you know, it floods all the time. You know, in the, especially in the summertime. So, like rain to me, it's like you know, I'm kind of like Bane, right? You merely adopted the dark. I was born right. in it. You know what I mean? Like it, it's kind of like that. So it's it just always wild to me how that's the case. Um, I do love the news coverage though when it starts to rain here. Like they oh, treat it like gosh. it's a hurricane. Yeah. Like it's Storm. so great. Right. Like I'm immediately running to my television watching the local news because I want to see every like the two. Fo- most fun parts of local news here, I think, are the rain and a car chase. There is no question <laughs> that those two things in L.A., the news for a rainy day and a car chase, are far better than any place on the planet. It's not even close. Now, Laura, you had some issues coming in or no? Yeah, I ha- Whoa, my mic is really loud. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, had a- I was on the fast track lane and all of a sudden dead stop. I'm like, what? It was like a four-pile uh, accident. Hell no. They ain't nothing that makes me more mad than being in the fast track lane when it comes to a dead stop. I'm paying for this mother bleeper. I better be going. That- gentlemen, mm-hmm. gentlemen, and beautiful lady, we have breaking news. Yeah, we do. I, I teased Did- that earlier. Are you gonna, is it, is it the breaking news from the NBA? 
It is the breaking news from the NBA. Give it to me then. I am texting right now with a friend of a friend of a friend who uh-huh. thinks we should get LaMarcus Aldridge, <laughs> who just got waived or is about to be waived or parted or parting ways with the San Antonio Spurs. Yes. So as t- reported by basically everybody now. Yeah, I'm Tim McMahon late. was the first to report it of ESPN. Uh, he beat everybody to it because he's there. Um, so... Um, yeah, Tim McMahon, pop on LaMarcus Aldridge. We've um, we've mutually agreed to uh, work on some opportunities elsewhere. Aldridge will not be back with the Spurs. So there you go. So yes. Actually, do you Tom, take him, LZ? Do we take him? I mean, uh, he, he he's not who he used to be, that's for sure. Well, neither am I. Today's my birthday. So <laughs> I'm not going to judge. Um, he's not what we need. <laughs> He can he can but we still... can but we can do but we can we could do some stuff with them right now look he he he's not a great rebounder anymore he was um, never a great rebounder I mean for his size he definitely wasn't but right. like he, he he's even worse at it now now granted he plays a lot further away from the basket even than he he's ever been because he's actually a decent three point shooter now which wasn't the case um even as recent as three years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's pretty good at it now. He's always been a good shooter for a big man. Um, so it surprised me. He, it took him this long to shoot threes, but he can do that. He can stretch the floor. And if, if you need a basket down there, you can still go to him, but he's not a good defender. He's, he's never been a great defender. Uh, he's only averaged a double, double twice in his career. Um, and that was back in know, the day with almost Portland. 10 years ago. Yeah. 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 yeah so, um, Considering the things that we need, first and foremost is size, right. which he which he has seven feet, baby, seven feet. Unfortunately, there is a comma to that sentence. It's not a period, right? So we need size, comma that can rebound, protect the realm, yeah. and be good defensively. Yeah, and I mean, he, that's he, what I'm saying. Like he's not that, but could but we he, use he, him? He's better. I would say this. He's He's a slightly more mobile than Marcus Sol, <laughs> but he is a better shot blocker at this stage than Marcus Sol. I think he he is a better shot blocker. Not that um, he's elite at that either, but he's he's just better. Dude, we basically saying we don't want him. You realize that, right? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't Scott, know. Scott, is it me, Cap? Is I it mean, me, or are we trying to make this know. work right, when right. we both really don't want him? Right. Yeah. You're, you're like you're like trying desperately to talk yourself into it. Okay, he's six eleven, seven feet. But he's 35 years old. He hasn't done this in a really t- long time, but he could still be serviceable enough in this. I mean, the one thing I could say about the guy is he seems relatively reliable, even at this older age, that you're going to get games out of him. You're going to get minutes out of him. So if we're just saying, hey, need a tall guy who can stand in the middle, even though he can't do this real well, or he can't even really do that real well, but he's big and we need a big body. If this is the only thing that's available, then you got to at least – you got to at least give some consideration. Here you go. LaMarcus, JaVale McGee, who do you want? Okay, That's the so, question uh, right JaVale there. Ma- well, we can't get JaVale McGee. You know that, right? Like that, well, He'd have to go to a third team. Uh, yeah, but the, the, my point uh, is – You're just saying like for argument's I'm saying, sake. Yeah, for argument's sake, do you want a guy who can rebound, block some shots, do the dunk thing we talked about, but overall really isn't as skilled offensively as LaMarcus Aldridge – who can't do any of the other things we just talked about with uh, JaVale. Which skill okay. sets do you value more? I mean, JaVale is a better fit on for what they need. However, 
if Anthony Davis is not going to be healthy, right, which is still a question mark, we mm-hmm. don't know, right, then I would say LaMarcus is the better fit. All right. So if you're Cap, if you are Rob Palenka, um, what do you do? Do you make do you try and snatch him for, you know, insurance or do you hold out hoping Andre Drummond maybe gets bought out and that's who you snatch up? I hold out. I hold out. Okay. Because because it's I don't want to settle. Okay? I want to I want to wait and get better. And the conversation that was just had where it was like, well, he can't do this, but he can do that, but he can't do this and he's also 35 and he's all Listen, um, you can make an argument that coming from San Antonio, being in a good organization, being a, a team player, a role player, et cetera, you could find different ways to rationalize why this could be a good pickup. It's not a great pickup. It's not a, it's not a help us win a championship kind of pickup, in my opinion. So for me, if I'm Rob Palenka, I'm pumping my brakes and I'm waiting to see what else becomes available to me. <laughs> I, I, I love this tweet I just saw. I want my team to get LaMarcus Aldridge, but... I want like 2018 LaMarcus Aldridge. Is he cooked now or what? I think everybody <laughs> in America is going like, man, he could help my team, but is he that good still? Like, wait, wait, well, put it this way. Would you rather have LaMarcus Aldridge or Blake Griffin? Oh, I'd have LaMarcus Aldridge. Not even close. All right. Well, then yeah, we- I would much rather have LaMarcus Aldridge at this stage, even though he's four years older. Like, I would much <laughs> rather have LaMarcus Aldridge than Blake Griffin for sure. All right. Eight, well, you know what? We got, we're going to get to the calls. If you want to line them up, we will, but we're going to play our game next. Um, over. Uh, what is it? Uh, I I forgot the damn name of the game. Overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Sorry about that. Uh, we're gonna play that next. We'll take some calls on this Lamarcus Aldridge thing too at eight seven 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 ten ESPN eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. This portion of the show is presented by Alignment Health Plan, changing healthcare one person at a time. We're back in two minutes. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Rated is brought to you by Laura and myself. This is a true collaborative effort from now on, so you can't get mad at me. You have to get mad at Laura also if it's bad. Okay, um, before we get mad at you or not get mad at you, do me a favor. You ready? Turn uh, mic Take up. the microphone. Put it, it closer to your mouth. I okay? can't put it closer to my mouth. All right, because you know what happens, George? You know this as well as anybody does. During yeah. commercial breaks, Bergman will breathe very loudly on the mic. He does. And the rest of us will be like, yo, man, it's do you mind? Creepy. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, right. yeah and then, you're breathing and then, too loud there, Darth Vader. So can right. you take – and then uh, – so you put it farther away, uh, right. to Cap's point, is my guess. Yes. And now here we are. Okay, so now we right, got Right, but you. now you want it closer, so now i got to yeah, figure it out. Yeah, now we hear like, you. There we okay. go. Now, what Perfect. do you got? I was wondering what was going on in the break, why you couldn't hear me. Anyway, uh, we'll start off today with famous birthdays, and since it's LZ's birthday, he gets to start off every single one of these. I'm going to start oh, off with pressure. the famous – Yes, famous birthdays and music. Same thing that we've done in the past. Mm-hmm. You have to pick one to be overrated, one to be underrated, and one to be proper. Now you're rated. not using like some sort of American Idol contestant, right? Like you did with uh, this last <laughs> no. time. No, Kat Von D is real Von and do. amazing. Yeah, uh, but not an actress. Go yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so you know all three of these guys don't or people. So Guarini's not going to be in this category, is what no, you're saying? No, uh, no, no, no. You stop <laughs> it. Sanjaya's just just not quit in it. Here? Both of both of you just keep it down. All right. A Timbaland, <laughs> Bad Bunny. 
and Carrie Underwood, LZ. Oh, man, this is hard. Oh, it's real easy. Timberland is underrated. Okay. Tempo is definitely underrated. But who's uh, overrated? Oh, oh, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> uh, Timbo is underrated. Um, Carrie Underwood would be my overrated. Ooh. Good job. She would be my overrated. And Brad Bunny is properly rated. There you go. Okay. I, I agree with that. I, I See, if I had to pick overrated out of one of those three, I do think it's Carrie Underwood. Like, w- Carrie Underwood, to me is good but not like great you know what i mean like and maybe that's just my personal opinion mm-hmm. now her song on sunday night football is great but you know i'm just not a huge fan of her music where i am a huge fan of timbaland and i'm a huge fan of bad bunny obviously so i'm with you lz i i feel like even though it would be difficult it's, it seems ridiculous to call her overrated but i'm with you on this one cap See for me, um, the properly rated and the underrated. I'm a little, I'm a little, I'm having a hard time here. But the overrated was very easy for Underwood. Very easy. The Monday Night Football song is so old and tired already, you know. So and and that's really what I know her from. Is is that I don't really I don't feel like I I know her. You so don't I'm know going, Jesus oh. take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I, you don't know I, that song. Maybe if I heard it in a different version, I might. I know, but I'm not sure it's registering for me. And they're like, you know, when she broke the guy's car and like keyed it and smashed it with the bat and stuff. Yeah, I like that song. Maybe he'll think twice before he cheats. Yeah. Of course he doesn't. She hasn't had a platinum (laughs) album since 2016. Well, neither have I. That's okay. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to go overrated. I I just think she's overrated in the sense of when you, and this is going to get a little bit deep in the country, in the weeds. Okay. But country, like other forms of music, you know, is really proud and there is a process. Mm-hmm. And she sort of usurped the process by landing at the top spot via a kind of reality TV show, competition well, show, yeah. as opposed to what how people will perceive as someone coming up through like playing in bars and blah, 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 blah. Like even Taylor Swift, you know, started off small and kind of blah, 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 blah. And not to take away anything from Carrie, because I know she worked hard before American Idol, but the perception is American Idol is what popped her on top. For sure. That is For that sure. is absolutely what happened, no? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, again, I don't really, I don't want to disparage, you know, because clearly she's trained. She's got an amazing yeah. voice. So she sure. bust her ass too. It's just the perception is when you do these reality TV shows and plop on top, there's some people may think, oh, you're a manufactured product and not an authentic product, whether it's true right. or not. That, I could see that. Ne- what's next, Greg? All right. So I've been seeing a lot of ads and actually people when I actually do leave the house, uh, men in Jean shorts and jorts, what? and so yeah, and jorts. It's uh, it's apparently no. It's I know what jorts trend. are. I'm just surprised people are wearing them. Yeah, it's a fashion trend apparently. And so LZ, I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you: Are jean shorts overrated, underrated, or properly rated? Uh oh my. Mm, properly rated. Mm. Properly rated, because the problem is never really the jean shorts. The problem is really the person wearing them. <laughs> the jean shorts is just an article of clothing minding his own business yeah. put on the right body is it, doing alright put on the wrong body you know we got issues yeah. so I'm going to say it's properly rated and that our reactions to them is about the person not the shorts 
Yeah, see, I got a jean short issue myself. See, here we go. Scott Kaplan and jean shorts. Don't want to see it. No, of course you don't. But here's the thing. It's not you me, wear them? No, no, it's not me. It's my oh. father. My oh. father is not just a jean short wearing guy. He's a jean short wearing guy who tucks in a t-shirt and has a belt on. Okay, but how great. old is How old is your father? Is he over 80? No, he's uh, he's uh, 73. I mean, close uh, enough. Not really. Not really. That's that's still young. That's still a young man. He shouldn't be doing that. I just don't. Yeah, I don't think the jean shorts, and they're the prepared jean shorts. So it's not like he had a pair of jeans. They're kind of not the way they used to be. You cut them the way it was old school. They turned into Daisy Dukes. You know, it's not like mean, that. These are prepared. They turned into Daisy Dukes. You make it sound like it's a no. That's a purposeful thing, my man. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, LZ <laughs> now. Sonic is my like it's like like it now, progressively LZ. happens naturally. Th- those are the those are the jean shorts you want to see me in, buddy. Okay, the Daisy Duke short shorts. Okay, Pretty sure Dukes. that's not true. Pretty sure no, it that's is not true at all. It's just that I was a lot younger what? back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty. Yeah, mm. What, no. Greg? Okay, all right. Next, Greg. What do you or got? Oprah? Did I just hear Oprah say what? You yeah. did. Okay. I did, yeah. didn't I? Yes, Oprah. I got good legs, Oprah. Not that mm. good. Next. Uh, all right. So, <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to let you guys know I'm feeling much better. My stomach issues have, have subsided. Oh, um, yeah. I feel, I feel much better, So, but I still need to did eat. Did you do so. the brat diet? No, I, I just had salad last night, and I've just been kind of monitoring my intake of food. So one of the things that I was eating today were uh-huh. organic pea crisps. And to me, they're surprisingly like, very tasty. Organic what? Pea crisps. Like, you know, like uh, P-E-A. Pea crisps. P-E-A? Like, the, like a so pea? Like, like a little like vegetable like, pea? Yeah, they're like fried. So you mean fried. like, um, like, what, like what's that stuff? Um, if my like choices, edamame? If my no, like choice, actual peas, not even edamame. What? My, if the choice is pooping three or four times a day <laughs> or eating pea crisp, give me the toilet. No, no, the pea crisps are delicious. So that's what I was going to say is that are they overrated, underrated, or properly rated? But apparently, LZ, you think they're very much overrated. Yeah, I'm not even rating them because I've never considered eating a pea crisp. Yeah, yeah I'm going to take a picture of it. I'm going to take a picture of it. And the you funny guys- no, thing no. Is, is, is that you're, you use the word organic in front of it. You're like, hey, you know what? Because my stomach hasn't been so good. I'm really watching what I eat now. I'm having organic pea crisps. So what they've done is they've taken peas and they've made them crunchy because they fried them somehow and then they put them in a bag. But it says organic, so therefore I'm doing something that's good for myself. Um, this sounds bad all the way around. Oh, so you're going not. overrated too? Totally overrated. I okay, so that. I'm going to go with Greg here for once, okay? I'm going to say underrated. A 2009 study done in Mexico City showed that daily a daily intake of peas and other legumes uh, lowered the risk of stomach cancer by 50%. So Dude, there you go. Are peas are high crisps. in fiber, we don't which even helps. Know if they've got real peas in them or not. The uh, crisps. But yeah, but they're organic, and they are crisps. <laughs> we, we don't uh, know if there's actual peas in it, though. We don't yeah. even know. Right. Yeah. That's like like when you get veggie sticks. You know, you're exactly. like, hey, I, I want chips. Well, there's those veggie sticks. Those must be good. Or sweet potato fries. They're from sweet potatoes. I mean, yeah, we we all talk ourselves into things. They're like, you see this chocolate right here? I got Wait. this chocolate at Whole Foods. It's healthy. But peas are high in fiber, so if that's what Greg needs, and they're good for gut digestion, so th- he's actually doing the right thing for once. Right? See, this is what I'm saying. I bet you there are people out there that know these pea crisps, and they like them, too. You guys are just hating. That's all. Yeah, we're haters. Here. We're haters. Well, if I'm going to be are. called a hater on pea crisp, then let me hate it up. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> all right, that is overrated, hater. underrated, or properly rated. Coming up next.
a big moment for Los Dodgers. We'll get to that in two minutes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Oh, it's for you, LZ. Mm-hmm. It's okay, by the way, George. If you want to say, it's your birthday, it's your birthday, take your clothes off, it's your birthday, it's okay. You can say it. Listen, I literally know Uncle Luke, so he's giving me permission to sing that song whenever I want, even with no royalties. I don't have to give him any royalties for that. So. All of my hang-ups are gone. Uh, so Cody Bellinger is facing live pitching today for the first time if you're a Dodger fan. Uh, that is exciting. I mean, it, it is – I think we kind of forget, right, that he did injure himself in the World Series with the oh, celebration, right? right? <laughs> like, with too much celebration. Yeah, 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 with the celebration, and uh, he did miss time, and he is facing live pitching for the first time. And, yeah, like, I, I – I, again, it's nice that he's going to be in the flow here very soon, and he'll basically use all spring training to get himself ready for opening day. So there's plenty of time. Um, man, it – it's kind of weird talking about the Dodgers in this sense that, like, they have such a such depth and such incredible talent across the board. Even the guys that are, you know, chomping at the bit, right, to get in the lineup are still guys that would start most places. So it, it is just kind of a, uh, you know, a, a situation where, man, like, I don't think I've seen a team, a baseball team. Like, what was the last baseball team that you can remember that was this deep? Like, I guess you'd have to go to, like, that Yankees dynasty of, like, the late 90s. The Yankees, yeah. Yeah. The Yankees, where guys like Paul McNeil became, like, O'Neill became, like, what? Like, afterthoughts almost. Right. (laughs) Yeah, those were great Yankee teams. I mean, obviously. And they had so many different characters. But, of course, I always think of Jeter as being, you know, like my number one guy on all those teams. I'm a huge Jeter fan. But, you know, Bellinger, you know, you go back to last year and he he hits that home run. It was game seven of the NLCS against Atlanta, if I recall. And when he crosses home plate and Kike is standing there and they go to not high five, but like the the locking of the elbows. Listen, I want to say to to all pro athletes, especially guys who throw, that's a bad handshake for you. Okay? Yeah. That's, that's just the... You, you high-five a guy, <laughs> you fist-bump a guy. Today, now in the world of COVID, if you want to do a kid-and-play kick with a guy, that's cool too. But the locking of elbows, bad handshake when you throw a ball for a living. And uh, and you remember, he popped his shoulder out. He had to pop it back in. Like, that right. yeah, was terrible. Yeah, the is forearm the bash that, is, uh, you know, is, is part of that equation too. So it's, yeah, I, I'm with you. I think there needs to be a, uh, a better version. Of, well, clearly he's learned the hard way that that can't be the case anymore. Well, the Bash brothers were both on steroids when they did it, so they were impenetrable. <laughs> right. right, when those guys That's did true. it, they were like, ugh, ugh, yeah. give me yeah. some, ugh. Yeah. Is that the reason why Kike's not here? He feels bad about that. He just left. He couldn't handle it <laughs> yeah, anymore. Yeah, he's like, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't well, that Boston anymore. paid him a lot more money, I would imagine, too. There's that part of the equation. He's so. coming back home. I don't think he's going to be happy in Boston. Yeah? I'm just, I'm just putting that out there. I mean, he's going to he's playing for his Puerto Rican brother, uh, Alex Cora. You know, that's, yeah, uh, but he's in Boston, and he's going to – I get a feeling he's going to – 
he may he may find himself back home. Well, I'll tell you this. It's funny you mentioned that because I've had these conversations, okay, with guys who've played in Boston. Mm -hmm. And they'll say it's the best and the worst thing at the exact same time Mm -hmm. because that town, you know, even though it's in theory a big town, it's really not a big town, you know. So and the Red Sox are the thing, right? As great as the Patriots are, as great as the Bruins and the Celtics have been, it is a Red Sox town, okay? So you're a Red Sox. And you can't go to the grocery store. You can't even go out for dinner, you know, with, like, your wife or your girlfriend or whoever. Um, and because you, it is nonstop. Like, the people want to be around you. So it, it's great how much they love it there. Uh, but it's not for everyone, LZ, to your point. Yeah, you know, it, it was – even when he announced, I thought it was an odd choice for him given who he has shown us who he is over these last few years in Los Angeles. Like, I just thought it was just a weird choice. But, you know, uh, if he finds happiness, that's fantastic. Good for him. But um, why do you say weird? Because he's Latino? No, not just because he's Latino. Just because of the energy that he has. Oh, okay. Yeah, but they had Poppy there, and they had all those guys there. I mean, they had a lot of those. those yeah. The guys that won that 2004 World Series, the Johnny Damons and the Kevin Millars and Big Poppy and Manny Ramirez, they were all kind of like they had that kind of – energy you know about them no, i mean that was no, a long K- time ago now kk has got a different energy than those dudes i, yeah. I can't quite, quite put my finger on it it's just it just feels different like kk you know the way that he talked about you know puerto rico after the hurricane for instance mm-hmm. like he's the kind of things that he was willing to do with his platform was just different than those other guys now to your point um times have changed and obviously right. athletes today are a lot more cognizant of stuff like that and using their sure. platforms than in the past but it just yeah. feels like I, I you know it's like my initial thoughts were just like i don't know dog well but i think <laughs> to, to your point if you remember alex cora um pre-suspension mm-hmm. ripped yep, i the, remember yep. the then president of the united states for the situation yep. with the hurricane in puerto rico so yep. well let me let me back up though for a minute here because i want to start off by saying hey red Sox fans i don't i don't care Okay, I'm going to say, Scott, I'm gonna say what I'm about listening. to say. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say it. You ready, LZ? Boston sports fans are the most obnoxious sports fans in all of sports. Okay? I think Philly just said, hold my coffee. You know, <laughs> no. Philly, Philly, Philly's um, the angriest group versus the obnoxious group. Yeah. And so, I, yeah, so I can here, see Here's that. what I mean. You've yeah. ever flown out of Boston and you're standing yeah. there to wait in line at security, to go mm-hmm. through security. And they got every championship banner that the city's ever won. Right. Bruins, Celtics, Patriots, Red Sox. And they're just bragging about it right in front of your face. They are. And and then, listen, you talk about being a Red Sox player. So I have a buddy of mine who who was a pitcher for the Red Sox for a short period of time, uh, Boomer Wells, probably most famous for his years in New York with the Yankees, right? And he would always tell me that he hated playing for the Red Sox because literally could not go anywhere without being right. bombarded like he's freaking Michael Jackson sitting in a restaurant. Just to give an example, I mean, Dave Roberts is still an all-time hero. It was a great play. It was a huge yeah. play. Yeah, it's, it's One of the most important plays in Red Sox history, I got it. But it was yeah. one play in his right. Red Sox career. They're just the Red Sox fans. You know who you are. You show up at Angel Stadium. You show up at Dodger Stadium if the Red Sox make it out. Petco Park, you know who you are. The most obnoxious of them all. Red Sox and Boston fans. Yeah, and I would add this because you mentioned Philly. Philly has that like chip on the shoulder thing, 
Like where it's like, we're mm-hmm. not Boston, we're not New York, right? right? So they're like, we're Philly and we don't get respect. You know what I mean? Whereas Boston, to your point, is kind of like they're, they're shoving uh, their success in your face. Now, the Red Sox is more recent success. The other teams are the ones that have had historic success uh, previous to them. Um, so, yeah, I would say that's the difference, LZ. Plus, here in L.A., you got to hate Boston way more than you hate Philly. I don't like Boston because their boxing heroes are fictionalized character. <laughs> I prefer real boxers to, to are you, Well, you mean Philly. Are you saying yeah, Rocky? Philly. Yeah, Philly, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. That's right, their Rock best go. boxer. It's so funny you're saying that. So, you know, we were talking about coming to America, and this is the last few days, and it's got me started thinking about how much I loved Eddie Murphy, and I went back and I started watching Eddie Murphy's um, Raw, um, or is it Delirious? Delirious, the one with the blue suit, right? And he's blue talking, is Raw. Yeah, and he's talking, okay, and he's talking about how uh, Italian guys see Rocky, and then all of a sudden they think they're tough guys, you know? Right. And, he, and it's just one of the funniest freaking bits where the guy's like, Hey, Paisan, you just going to see Rocky now? Great movie, man. I'll tell you what happens. And, and I don't want to ruin it for you, but Sly wins. Those, <laughs> those old school Eddie Murphy bits, they were freaking great, man. Yeah. <laughs> the way he pa- – and he does like the pregnant pause. I don't want to ruin this for you, but you know what? Sly wins. Sly you know? wins. Like, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it is really – wow, you, really? Like, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. Um, also, Clayton Kershaw. Uh, on the hill, on the bump today, Bergman. What what are we what are we supposed to see out of Clay Kershaw today? Like, what what is a good outing as far as time and innings today? Uh, keep his pitch count down three innings max. You don't really okay. want him to go much more than that. Um, and just being able to see that he's hitting his spots using his you, trying to find a changeup that he's been trying to find for his entire career, but also using uh, the the curveball and getting a little bit of velocity in his fastball. Okay. Wow, Fair. that is some that is some hardcore baseball breakdown right there is what that is. Yeah, That's I solid. I love that Clayton Kershaw though has kind of developed into being a better pitcher as his career has extended and his velocity has been diminished. Where not to say that he wasn't a good pitcher before, but he could always just say, "Ah, the hell with it. I'm just going to blow them away with 96 or 97." You know what I mean? And that's not the case anymore. It hasn't been for a couple of years. Like he's actually had to become uh, a much better pitcher, which I think is fascinating to see as his evolution continues. Which is part of the greatness, mm-hmm. you know. Greatness is fantastic when you're just dominant and you're at the top of your physical peak and you can just overpower everyone. That's great, but greatness of an iconic level is when you can do the doggone thing and you don't have that peak athletic performance anymore. But yeah, the skill sure. takes over. Yeah, right. and you and you develop, you know, like you like you actually evolve as a player, not just with your physical, but with your mind. And I love watching stuff like that. Again, that's that's why I loved Michael Jordan in the latter part of his career. It's why I love Tom Brady now. I love seeing guys who can get older and then do it a different way. All right, we've got plenty of Tom Brady stuff for you coming up. We actually have something that's really weird. He's such a weirdo, that Tom Brady. We'll have that for you in the next hour. Plus. Could the Lakers be in the mix for a big man? We'll talk about that coming up in just a few moments. And we got what you need to know. We're back in two minutes and 15 seconds.